What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. In entertainment news, Lean On Me and Lovely Day singer Bill Withers dies at the age of 81. In sports, Rex Ryan apologizes for calling Amari Cooper a turd. And in video game news, brand new Call of Duty DLC is confirmed for next week. We'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, special guest today, DJ Mikasi, joins the Xander Effect and talks a little bit about his adventures in DJing around the world. But first, here is FM's Implosion Model right here on the Xander Effect. Thank you. 
mistake in my life. When I signed the letter from President Roosevelt, recommending that the atom bombs be made. That was the FM's implosion model right here on the Xander Effect. In entertainment news, the music world has lost a legend in music. Bill Withers, who uh, who wrote and performed Lean On Me, Lovely Day, and Ain't No Sunshine, passed away today at the age of 81. He, um, he did so many great musics. Lean On Me, Lovely Day, and Ain't No Sunshine have been performed in many different places, movies, television shows, parties. You name it, these songs are are pretty much the anthem for trying to pick people up, especially right now uh, with what's going on with the coronavirus. This song has been utilized to try to inspire and motivate people with hope. And uh, that was that was the whole purpose of these these songs, uh, "Lean on Me" and "Lovely Day," is to go ahead and inspire hope. Uh, the three-time Grammy Award winner, basically, uh, he passed away in Los Angeles due to heart complications. His family uh, gave a statement saying, "We are devastated by the loss of our our beloved, devoted husband and father, a solitary man with a heart driven to connect to the world at large." With his poetry and music, he spoke honestly to people and connected them to each other. As private a life as he lived, close to intimate family and friends, his music forever belongs to the world. In this difficult time, we pray his music offers comfort and entertainment as fans hold tight to loved ones. Uh, you know, Withers' music has always inspired, and he, he it was performed, like I said, in many different places, including um, it was per- uh, some of his songs were performed during the inaugural ceremonies of President Obama and President Bill Clinton. Uh, the Associated Press went ahead and posted different uh, quotes from uh, from uh, from uh, different uh, fans, including people in the entertainment industry. Billy D. Williams uh, tweeted, "Your music cheered my heart and soothed my soul." Uh, Chance the Rapper said, um, "You know some of the best songs of all time. My heart really hurts for him." Lenny Kravitz. Said, my soul always has and always will be full of your music. Um, the ASCAP uh, president and chairman Paul Williams said, "We lost a giant of songwriting today," uh, and and the list goes on of so many people that will be uh, that will miss uh, Withers' music and inspiration, but his legacy obviously will continue to live on. In other entertainment news, Kourtney Kardashian has decided to take a break from uh, being a part of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, especially after that fight that uh, that I talked about a while back uh, between her, her and Kim Kardashian I you know it pretty much served as a as a catalyst for her to take a break uh, and to focus more on raising her two children she said she she basically uh, gave a statement saying I'm definitely disappointed in myself I don't think that my response was matching up with what her exact comment was uh, being violent isn't the answer, but it was just the buildup of years and months of everything. Uh, she also said, I just feel like every day it's like they just pick on me and I just can't do it anymore. I feel like I'm almost more mad at Chloe than Kim because I expected from Kim, but like Chloe just takes everyone's side, always except for me when I'm not even asking her opinion. 
I do feel like part of it is my own thing. Like, I was anxious about filming this season because it doesn't make me happy. I don't want to miss out on time with my kids, and it's not worth it. So, at the end of the day, it looks like uh, Courtney's going to be taking a break from keeping up with the Kardashians, which, you know, I mean, I mean, after filming so many seasons and, you know, pretty much not having virtually a private life, uh, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I mean, the pressure more than likely got to her. Uh, so much is going on in the world around us. Uh, granted, when they were filming this, none of this craziness was going on, but I'm sure that uh, that just the pressure alone uh, pretty much just got to her. I mean, and if they were trying to film uh, with everything that's going on, it's just not going to go ahead and make it any better. So, I mean, good on her for, for taking a break from filming. I mean, many people, they do tend to want to uh, take a break when the pressure gets to them. Obviously, got to her and the cameras are filming again, as usual, as, you know, they usually are. And they weren't giving them any type of, uh, they weren't giving her any type of privacy during this time. So, good on her for doing that. And uh, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Obviously, not much is going to happen because everything's at a standstill. So let me rephrase. Um, we'll see what happens in the coming months and if there's even going to be another season with everything that's going on. Who knows if they're going to be able to even film anything, depending on how long uh, the crisis lasts. In other entertainment news, Christopher Milani is returning as Elliot Stabler in uh, pretty much a spinoff from a New Law & Order SVU. Uh, and it, it, it's going to be really cool because a lot of people were really happy to hear that he's coming back. Apparently, his character, um, uh, Milani's character, Elliot Stabler, is coming out of retirement in this new spinoff. And uh, it does take place in New York. Uh, and a lot of people are really excited. Uh, many fans took to Twitter. Uh, there was one fan that said, at weave underscore some wound uh, said this is the most exciting news I love Stabler and can't wait for this show another uh, Twitter follower at Angel underscore IC said Elliot Stabler is coming back maybe 2020 isn't so bad um, another Twitter follower at bad underscore car mama uh, said I don't think at Chris Milani realizes how much joy this Elliot Stabler news brings to so many people during quarantine um, so a lot of fans are very excited about that they're also uh, very excited at the possibility of a crossover between this new show which hasn't been um, there there is no title for it just yet and the current SVU because uh, the character of Elliot Stabler and and Olivia Benson which is played by Mariska Hargate uh, they they were partners for many seasons and uh, Stabler's uh, Stab uh, the character of St uh, Elliot Stabler left, uh, departed in season 12, just decided to up and retire from the force, leaving a lot of questions between the relationship between Eric, uh, Elliot and Olivia. So a lot of fans are hoping that there's some sort of a crossover and they're hoping that maybe they might they might focus a little bit on that relationship with a few Twitter followers saying, uh, one Twitter follower saying uh, that at Alex Quintanilla uh, says Stabler is returning. I've been waiting nine years for this OMG. Stabler plus Benson reunion needs to happen and they better make it good. At Roro Mellon said, tweeted OMFG. Could Stabler and Benson be reunited in some sort of crossover? Uh, at Team Hot 
Freshness uh, tweeted, Elliot Stabler and Olivia Benson will be endgame. Change my mind. At Evelyn Finkels tweeted, listen if, listen, if Chris is returning as Elliot Stabler after all these years, I deserve to see Olivia Benson and Elliot Stabler kiss each other on the, mu- on the mouth. So <laughs> a lot of people are rooting for both of them to link up. Still new a word as exactly what this spinoff will be about, but one thing is for sure that Elliot, Elliot Stabler is coming out of retirement, and a lot of people are excited about that. So we'll see what happens when the new show premieres. Again, there is no set date, but definitely, and no title for it yet, but there is definitely hope on the horizon that there might be a crossover, and we'll see where it go, takes us from there. Uh, in other entertainment news, I had the opportunity to interview... Uh, a uh, world traveling DJ, DJ Mikasi, and he gave me a little insight on what his travels are all about uh, and how his experience DJing around the world has made him, uh, you know, appreciate everything around him and his music. Plus, there's also an awesome song that he did, a collaboration that he did with Gregor Cruz called Manos and Me. And that song, let me tell you, I heard the song and it's amazing, but don't take my word for it. Here is Manos and Me with DJ Mikasi, Gregor Cruz, featuring Tima D, right here on The Xander Effect. Met you in the summertime, doble diamante and lime, nunca olvidar ese día. Whole years passed us by, and I wanna relive that night. Ahora estás en mi avenida. Manos a mí, 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 manos a
Effect. I have a worldwide DJ here, DJ Mikasi. DJ, how you doing? What's up, Sander? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, just trying to go ahead and remain indoors as the world is going through this craziness <laughs> right now, man. We have to. <laughs> we all have to, man. Where are you based out of right now? I'm from Belgium, Antwerp City. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a complete lockdown here. I mean, you can still go outside for like the necessities, but that's pretty much it. Nice, nice. So we just got done listening to a brand new single that you just uh, came out with with, uh, with Gregoire Cruz featuring, uh, featuring Tima D, Manos yeah. and Me. And that, that song's amazing, man. That song, that song was absolutely beautiful. Um, Thank you so, so much. So before yeah. we get to talk about that song, uh, I want to just you know, ask, you know, how did you get started in this, in this uh, DJ industry? How did I get started? Well, um, I've been in this game for like seven, 16, 17 years. Started like super young when I was 13 years old, like got my first touch on a, on a, on actually vinyl. And I was like, whoa, I can really control like a crowd. Like I can influence uh, people and in a good way. And, um, actually my sister came always back from uh, like these parties and she was telling me like these crazy adventures. Uh, you know, as a 13, 14 year old, you just want to know all about it. And then I started messing around with music, uh, with DJing, like with, Actually, like um, uh, OG uh, DJs from uh, Belgium, they uh, kind of learned me the whole skill, and you know I was mesmerized. I, I really wanted to know. I really wanted to um, 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 get to know this business, and I actually never stopped. You know, like 17 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> wow, wow! Now that's really cool, though, that you continue on. Is it difficult at all to for for you to have uh, started uh, you know this type of this type of career? Um, I don't know because, uh, because I, I started that young, I pretty much don't know anything else, uh, that well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say like, is it difficult? Yeah, but it's not really difficult if you, if you really enjoy what you're doing, you know? Very true. Um, so I would say like, if you only do it like halfway, then it's probably a lot more difficult than if you put your mind and effort into it. That's very true. That's a, that's a very good uh, way of looking at it. And you've actually done, uh, you you done you played with some pretty big talents on stage like Flo Rida, T Pain, uh, exactly. Well I Am, Fifty Cent, Nerd, Neo. I mean, the, the list is pretty big, man. I mean, the, how, list is, the list is pretty much endless because when I was like seventeen, like a resident club in in Holland, they uh, they booked me every day, and uh, the the club was so big, it was like two three thousand people. 
And the only way they could fill it was with these big time artists, you know? So we had 50 Cent, we have Flowrider, T-Pain, um, like all the heavy hitters, uh, definitely from that era. And I got to meet them. I, I, I got to get to know them, get to chill with them. Um, and yeah, I mean, like touring around, then you, you, you come across the, like their, their, um, their squad and then you kind of become friends in a way mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> with some of them, you know? So yeah, I was blessed that I could do it at, uh, at a very young age. Have you, have you, have you done any type of, uh, collaboration with any of those artists? Uh, not yet, but what they did is like, um, they would introduce me to like proteges of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would always keep in touch, uh, like whenever I'm abroad or, or, or they're here, um, like I can head up their manager or even them. And then, uh, I would just chill out with them. You know, I mean, they're still on a, on, on another level, let's say mm-hmm. they have too many, uh, managers, uh, interfering, uh, interfering with the whole yes and no on a track. I mean, it, I'm not there yet. But I'm coming for him. <laughs> nice, nice, right on. So, are you are you uh, touring right now? Well, obviously we're all on lockdown. But before the lockdown <laughs> happened, uh, were you touring at all? I was. I actually did like a really big tour for uh, a month and a half, end of um, December, and uh, until the end of January. And I did. Uh, let's uh, let me check. I did India. I did China. I did Thailand. I did Ta- uh, Taiwan. I did. Uh, Philippines I did um, I don't know it was it was a really big tour and actually that's when that was the same time when the corona virus was spreading out oh wow um, so we were hearing about it and meantime when we were in the Philippines there was like an eruption of uh, a volcano oh wow <laughs> so like a lot of things going uh, going on so actually I was very like I was probably one of the last ones that could do like a big tour like that and very fortunate that I could come uh get home back same uh, safe so uh yeah and without any issues obviously without any issues exactly well that's good man at least you you avoided getting infected because this exactly. this, this thing's getting out of control uh there's now over a million people infected worldwide it's it's, it's insane, insane. It's insane. Um, so 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 now that um obviously you're staying at home you're working on music uh, yes. you know, I mean, besides music, I mean, I also understand that you also did uh fashion week as well. Uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many times. I mean, I did fashion week in Milan, Paris, uh, New York. Um, I had a really good friend. He was like one of the main photographers, uh, for New York and he would always book me. And that was a long time ago. And then we became friends. Um, I was, uh, the official DJ of a couple of, um, fashion brands from Milan um um yeah i mean i've been i've been around there uh, quite a couple of times even in russia for all these uh fashion brands do you it was enjoy fun. i was about to ask you do you enjoy doing a lot of the fashion week stuff it's totally different though i mean i mean do they ask you do they ask you to go ahead and like wear certain styles for it to kind of um, go with yeah. the motif they they ask you to uh, represent the brand that you're playing mm-hmm. that's pretty obvious um why I don't like it is because it's super stressful and the only thing they care about is the catwalk. Um, and anything else, it doesn't really matter, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, after the catwalk, um, the, the, the vibe is like much more relaxing and you can do pretty much whatever you want if, it's, if it was a good catwalk. But before the catwalk, 
it's like stress all all over the place and that's not really a, a, a nice vibe to be in well i could imagine yeah i could imagine because it's like crazy during fashion week i've been to a couple exactly. of those i've been to a couple of those events and they're nuts <laughs> But um, so let, going back to some of the other artists that you've worked with, I, I also understand that you worked with DGs like uh, Chucky, Laidback Luke, A-Track, Martin Sloeg, Afrojack, yeah. Rehab, and Nervo. I mean, how is it like, you know, working with these DJs? I mean, it was it a learning experience or was it on equal ground? I mean, how was this like for you? You know, the crazy thing is um, you, you share this, the same sta uh, stage a lot. And then in the beginning, you just say hi or you pass each other. And then the more often you see each other, um, well, it, most of the time you start with taking a shot together. And then uh, it's it's at an after party. You don't really realize it, but in, in fact, you're you're partying with your with your heroes, you know. So that's pretty cool. And then you become friends with them, and yeah, you you got them on. Uh, you can you can ask them things you always wanted to ask, or you can just chill out with them um yeah it's pretty cool I'm i mean I, are you are you mainly uh just touring in europe or do you make it across over here to the states much um before i would do a lot of touring in in uh, new york and la um because i really wanted to make it in that actually I, I lived in la and new york for a couple of months because i really wanted to make it there that was when i was 20 ish i, I had to get in everywhere with a fake id uh, <laughs> as, we, um, as, as we all never did we never did that exactly. oh, never uh -uh. i <laughs> never did, did. I, I was a perfect little angel what are you talking about <laughs> yeah i bet you did <laughs> <laughs> no so i i kind of wanted to make it in uh, in the states because you know that's like the big dream the american dream um, I returned back home uh, really broke, <laughs> but I had a lot of contacts. Um, and then I just started focusing DJing uh, here in Europe. Then I got some opportunities outside of Europe, and those opportunities got me uh, bookings in Asia and South America. Mm -hmm. And that's when it really started going. You know, I was doing tours pretty much every other month um, in South America or in um in Asia, uh, pretty much, I would say my market is in Asia right now. Um, but having done like all the big festivals from Ultra Korea to Tomorrowland to um, uh, Sunburn, I mean, like these are like the the biggest festivals. Yeah, all Tomorrowland, over. Tomorrowland especially. Yeah. I know about Tomorrowland. I've been, I've been a Tomorrowland. I can't say resident, but I've played Tomorrowland nine years in a row, and pretty much two times every time I was playing there. So. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I've been around at all these parties and, um, yeah, it's pretty fun. Nice. Thanks. So, so what's, what, I mean, are you ever going like, obviously once, once this lockdown is over, I mean, would you ever, uh, have you been invited to like, you know, uh, spin over at EDC here and here in, uh, here in the States yeah. or, or, uh, or, um, what do you call it? Or Coachella? Or Coachella? The, the, <laughs> The biggest, that's the pro, like the, the, not the problem, but like the States is, is like all these DJs, they're so united. It's like, um, like a, a really big family. It's like a fraternity so in there. Um, <laughs> fraternity. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, yeah. it, that's pretty much how you're describing it. It almost sounds like it's a fraternity or a mafia of some sort that, <laughs> you know, you, you got, or a gang that the only way you can get yeah. in is if you get jumped in or something. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're from LA, right? So, um, you know, scam pretty much, uh, dominated scam artists, the yeah. West coast and then yeah. 4am dom dominated the whole East coast part. Mm -hmm. 
So if you wanted to play and get like some kind of fee, you had to be with one of those parties. True. If not, then well, bye bye bookings, you know. And they uh, they have Vegas, they have all the 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 big clubs, um, and that's so hard to get into. So I stopped focusing on being part of those guys and really just started to do my own thing. Uh, that's why um, just to broaden up the the whole uh, um, uh, my my spectrum of where I could DJ, I started producing uh, music. And then uh, because I was playing so much, um, um, the, uh, because I was DJing so much in South America, we decided to do the Tima D track with uh, Gregor Cruz, um, the Manos and Me track, I mean. And um, just to, you know, like people can still listen to it. And then when I ever get the chance of playing and one of those cool part, um, festivals in, uh, in America, um, maybe they know the song, you know. Well, that's no, and and, and I want to talk about that that single. I just, I'm what what really what really irks me a little bit is the fact of the matter that these companies are monopolizing talent, and they're monopolizing the areas because I mean you're a very talented DJ. I heard your music, and it's just and it's just such a pity that these companies don't give an opportunity or they they like I say they monopolize the industry so much that they don't give room for talented djs i mean they have their own talented djs but yeah. it's like dude give a little room for other talented djs too i mean the world is filled with talent and the world is a big place everybody could fit in it so that is for them, true. But to monopolize on the other side it, on the other side it's like Im almost impossible for them to um to get something done in the european or asian market you know ah, so like, an american so it goes DJ, both ways. you're good in america but it's so hard for them to to travel outside. I mean, there were a couple of guys doing it, but nowhere near as um, yeah. But it, but the thing is, in my in my opinion, I believe that the European market is larger than the market here in the United States. Um, probably. I yeah, think, yeah, I, probably. I, we have way more. I think Belgium and Holland have the most festivals in the world. Like you can go to a festival like five times or 10 times a day in each country. I mean, so, you also have, you also have Ibiza, you know, I mean, exactly. They, they sure, have their yeah. very own Island right there. I mean, you guys have, it's, <laughs> it just seems, it just seems that, you know, that Europe has a broader base of festival of places where they could do festivals. The United mm -hmm. States only has like really two major States that have those types of festivals, which is, uh, Nevada and California. These are the yeah. only two places, and maybe, maybe Florida and Miami, but uh -huh. that's about it. You know, just these three mm -hmm. states. I mean, over there you have Belgium, you know, you have Spain, you have Paris, you have hell, you have Russia, you have, you have you have Russia even. Croatia is coming up. All these Croatia, uh, all these like, countries. Yeah, it's such sure. a broad place. Like you could have festivals anywhere, Ger Germany, anywhere. And, you know, there's just so many places to go to here in the States. You only have like maybe three spots where you could do a, <laughs> do a festival, which is insane. So, is is you know, so that's why I'm saying that I believe that the European and, and not only that, but I also believe that that uh, this type of music originated in Europe. You know, mm -hmm. the type of electro music, the type, this type of music, techno, whatever you want to. Oh, like, yeah, sure. yeah, it yeah, it all originated in Europe. So in my opinion, I believe that Europe has you know, the best, the bit, the best and bigger market than the United States. I think the United States mm -hmm. is a little behind the times and for them to monopolize the, the, the things the way they do, it's just, I mean, I could see why Europe would monopolize it, why they would go ahead and keep it so, so, uh, 
so exclusive because mm-hmm. they've been around for so long. They've been around for yeah. years. They've earned that right to become <laughs> exclusive. You know, the yeah. U.S., in my opinion, the U.S. hasn't earned that right yet. You know, scam artists, <laughs> honestly, scam artists started like just a few years ago. Because I remember, because uh-huh. I, I used to be a Hollywood club promoter for over 10 years. Okay. Yeah. And scam artists didn't start until probably like, I would have to say maybe three or four years after I was promoting. Oh, really? So, yeah, this is back in early 2000s that scam artists began. But they blew um, up like super quick, right? Oh, yeah, of course they did. They, they blew up super, super quick because of the connections they have here in the States. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they have like really big connections with, uh, with a lot of uh, musical artists. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Jermaine Dupree. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, they, they sure. had they have connections with him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Wayne also has connections with them as well. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of big connections that, that you know, help them get to yeah. the stature. And they have the radio at Power 106. Yeah, they have that yeah. as well. So, I'm, But they didn't even enter Power 106, like I said, until just that a few after? years ago. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was after. That was after they started becoming big. You okay. know, so like they didn't even, or at least that's what I'm assuming. I want to be quoted on that, but that's what I'm assuming that they, cause I didn't even know about scam artists until later on. Okay. And, you know, that's when I started hearing about them. So that's what I'm saying is that, that they did it right. They did it right. They, they united as like a group of popular DJs and they started mm-hmm. something. And that's, I think the, the way you have to do it. And they pretty much dominate now the, the whole West coast. Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah, for sure. But that's all they dominate. And that's a, and that's an issue. Like it's like, dude, you only dominate California and Nevada. That's it. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, like I, I mean, like DJs would kill to have a residency in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, true. I think like if you see all these these clips from uh, from these guys, it's pretty insane. No, that's but still, true. It's not a, it's not a visa. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and and that and, and that's the thing is that you know at the end of the day it's it's all about you know location. I mean, I used to be a real estate agent, and that was our that was our motto: location, location, location. Obviously, you know we have the most trendiest location, but Europe has the most broadest location. Uh-huh. So so it's just it, you know it's and and not only that you have the most fans in Europe. You know you don't have the, the you don't have bigger fans here in the states because we're only we're we're only you know, a, a certain amount of a population, especially uh-huh. in California, Nevada. I mean, that's uh-huh. nothing compared to Europe. You know, those yeah. are just too small. Like, <laughs> I think California and Nevada would be, would be considered, you know, small compared to the countries. I mean, we're talking about uh-huh. countries, not even states. We're talking about countries with, <laughs> with, with hundreds of thousands of millions of people that, mm-hmm. you know, that are fans of these mm-hmm. DJs, you know, compared to California, you know, Florida and possibly New York and, and, and Nevada, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, compared to that, it's just, it's, it's a smaller comparison, you know? So mm-hmm. I mean, but again, we have the trend, we have the entertainment capital, the world is here. So, I mean, that's the only, that's, that's the advantage. That's about the only advantage that we have is that we I mean, do have, we are the entertainment, you have the entertainment capital and you have all the artists living there. I exactly. Mean- Exactly. And the weather (laughs) and the weather, weather, which everybody loves. So, I mean, I could see that. I I, I could definitely see why it's so it's so hot over here. Um, So let's talk a little bit about your single. How did you all uh, come into come together to do this type of collaboration? Because Manos and Me is an amazing is an amazing song. It's a beautiful track. (laughs) So uh, let me think. How did it start? Um, So Greg had like um, he had like an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, which didn't actually sound at all the way it sounds now, but he had like an idea. I was like, okay, I can do something with this. 
So I kind of finished it and um, I reached out to some people and then Tima D, who lives in LA, by the way, uh, she was like, okay, can I do whatever I want to do? I she's got like, an yeah. incredible voice, by the way. Exactly, for sure. Like, she's, she's awesome. Um, so she started doing something. I didn't know what, whatever she was going, uh, going for. And then she came back uh, with it with um, Spanish vocals. And she was like, I'm not sure my Spanish is good enough for this, but check it out. I was like, mm, okay, Spanish. But I listened to it and like the vibe felt immediately right. We uh, did some tweaks here and there and um, the track was finished. It was that easy. That, was, that It was that quick. And did you guys, did you guys do this all via like, like, cause she was here. So I'm assuming she wasn't yeah. there when you guys did the song or no. was she? Wow. No, she was in LA. So she yeah. just, so you gave her the it's tracks a, and a, she just recorded it separately. Exactly. It's the priority and, and power of the internet, power of 2020. <laughs> wow. wow. See, but, and, and that's what I'm saying is that that's actually a good thing because that means that you could actually, you know, you could actually bring DJs from, from across the pond over exactly. here without physically bringing them over here and just, exactly. you know, showcasing them here in the States. You know, and the crazy thing with Tima, I think I waited two days and I wasn't even ready to open it, you know, like she was so quick, so professional. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was pretty much one take and, and that was all it, uh, it took. Um, and that's the cool thing with, like with, with the internet, you can make as many beats as you want. You can send them out to, to a lot of artists. And then if something sticks, you go with it and you, you, um, you start finishing it. Wow. But that's amazing. That's so that's so awesome. Look how far we've gone in the in in the years, man. It's crazy. So what other what other things do you have uh, popping off? Obviously, you know, like I said, we're on lockdown. But as soon as this lockdown is over with, what what are the future plans for DJ Mikasi? Okay, so my <laughs> one plan is I'm growing a beard since the last booking I had, and I'm <laughs> nice. I'm dying to shave it off when uh, when <laughs> I'm doing my first booking ever again. So I hope that's pretty soon because I hate having a beard. Other than that, I'm doing uh, <laughs> I'm doing bedroom sessions every day. I'm DJing live from my bedroom. Um, just actually for me because I really enjoy it. I I, I uh, mess with music. I am I'm playing some old music, some new music. Um, I'm doing requests, uh, and it's every day from five till six. That is European time. And other than that, I'm working um, so much on music. Um, everybody's in the studio it's so easy to get a hold of anyone uh and everybody is <laughs> yeah, trying no, to work yeah, together yeah, yeah because mean, no one no one can go anywhere <laughs> exactly i mean this is actually the best time like if you're not doing anything productive now you should probably stop uh, doing music because then it's it's not for you i no, mean I this is definitely the time to uh, make things happen no, that's definitely that's definitely true. And like you, a lot of DJs are doing the same thing. They're also doing a lot of live uh, Facebook performances and mm -hmm. Instagram live uh, performances as well. I have mm -hmm. a buddy of mine that uh, he's he's the, he used to be a DJ for the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah. uh, he was actually their their producer, uh, one of the producers uh, working oh. under Will I Am, mm -hmm. and his name is uh, DJ Rick One, and he's been doing a lot of like uh, parties from his studio because he has a studio in Santa Monica. Him. I think I met Rick One. Oh, dude, Rick One's like coolest dude you'll ever meet yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh he's doing uh he's doing uh he's producing uh uh crazy towns uh music as well right now he's okay crazy hey. town so but yeah man he he's been on facebook and he's been um he's been uh playing a lot of like he's been spinning a lot for everybody you know pretty much uh 
you know, kind of doing like a house party type of thing almost every week. And <laughs> dude, his music is amazing. Like his his mixes are freaking awesome. Like he brings back a lot of oh man, I'll out. you know what I'll you know we'll we'll talk a little bit about that on social media, which Definitely. brings up which brings up my question: How can people stalk you on social media? <laughs> I mean, the, the the platform I'm most on is definitely Instagram. Um, and that's forward slash DJ Makassi. Um, but pretty much if you want to reach out to me, I'll, um, I'll, 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 I'm reading everything, you know, like even if you're, um, uh, on hitting me on, on Twitter or Facebook or TikTok, whatever, um, I'll find your message and, uh, I'm, I'm a social guy, you know? So I, I have to ask you one other thing. I just, I just actually realized this, that you also have, because I'm also, like, while we're talking, I'm, also, I'm checking out your Instagram, yeah. and it says International Party Jedi. <laughs> I got to ask you about that name. <laughs> I don't know. I had so many weird things on there. Um, one was, like, I love you, Jessica Elba. Um <laughs> <laughs> And they, and they said, like, no, it's the first thing they see when uh, when they're looking for you or they come across you. So it has to be something you're doing. So you're a DJ and make it a bit funny. You know, I was just watching Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, so, so am I. Like an international Jedi. And, and why is it Super Makassi or why is it Jedi? Because um, I like to say I, I'm doing that a little bit extra than uh, other DJs. I mean, no disrespect to other DJs, of course. But... Um, I'm I'm also like a really big entertainer. Um, I like to do crazy things, um, and I always try to be like a bit different, um, a bit unexpected, you know. So um, whenever you come to a show of mine, um, I would say like expect the unexpected. Nice, nice. So you're pretty much a Pandora's box. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to be. <laughs> there you go. That's a cool. Sometimes thing. it's good, and sometimes not that well. But like most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes even i'm amazed like what did i just do there you're like you're like seriously what was i thinking but that was cool <laughs> what was I thinking? Exactly. <laughs> but that was still cool though i like that <laughs> well well dj mikasi thank you so much for being on the xander effect appreciate your time man hopefully thank i you, can man. get you back on here again uh oh, you know sure. I, and i you know i'm more than happy to continue to play your music on my show and, oh, uh, you know, when you get some uh, some new stuff, definitely would love to go ahead and schedule some time to chat with you about anything new that you got going on. Hopefully, uh -huh. uh, once this once, once this crisis is over with, um, we could all go back to our normal lives and, you know, be able to, like, you know, enjoy life a lot more, seeing as, you know, a lot of things that we take for granted right now exactly. are things that pretty much are making us see, you know what, I, I enjoy the simple things, as simple as a hug is what I would enjoy, <laughs> and we can't even have that right now. So. It's true. It's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But you remain safe out there, you know, and just keep on doing what you're doing, man. Just keep on entertaining all of us, man. And we'll definitely talk very soon. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for reaching out. And um, make sure you come out. Uh, you, you drop by with the bedroom sessions when I go live. No, yeah. but I, I'd love to check. Yeah, most definitely. I'd love to go ahead and check out those sessions, man. So, I mean, if your music is any indication of how good you are, I got to check you out when you're, like, you know, in action. So, we'll definitely do definitely that. Definitely have to. Awesome, brother. We will talk soon, man. Take care. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Take care.
Thank you so much, DJ Mikasi, for being on the Xander Effect. I appreciate your time uh, for being on here, and hopefully we'll have you again very soon. In sports, Rex Ryan apologizes to Amari Cooper after going on uh, on Pro Football Talk and calling him a turd. Um, ESPN decided to go ahead and play Rex Ryan's uh, comment to try to stir up some, you know, some some stuff between uh, Ryan and Cooper, but then they realized that, you know, it was a little inappropriate, so instead they they kind of uh, they, they made Rex Ryan apologize, but with his apology, it seemed like it was a little forced, and it doesn't seem like it was sincere. Uh, Ryan said, quote, I can't believe I said that, uh, used that word. Um, obviously, it was a poor choice by me to say what I said about Amari. Anybody who knows me, look, quite honestly, I think the world of every player and have a great deal of respect for every single player in the National Football League, including Amari Cooper. With that being said, I think the Cowboys overspent for Amari Cooper. The reason for it is I don't know. I don't doubt that this is an elite player. He has those traits, but an elite player to me shows up on the road. He shows up against great corners and he shows up in crunch time. And those are three things that Amari Cooper has not done so far in his career. In fact, I think he's won one playoff game as a player. And all those things are how I feel about this young man as a receiver. But what I added at the end of that, I want to apologize to Amari again and hope he accepts my apology. It's highly unlikely because it was more, that apology seemed more of a backhanded apology. Uh, you know, it started off like that, but he still continued to criticize Amari Cooper as a player. So chances are eh, highly unlikely that Amari Cooper is going to go ahead and accept that apology, seeing as it didn't seem like it was too sincere from Rex Ryan so we'll see what Amari uh, responds if he even responds to uh, to Rex Ryan's apology uh, in you know in the near future in other sports news looks like uh, Ty Law went on uh, WEII and basically was uh, talking about how Peyton Manning would buy him some drinks to try to go ahead and get information out of him uh, about his uh, about the defense whenever they played together and it was an interesting story because it you know it seems like uh, it seems like well I mean Peyton Manning had good reason because I mean every time uh, the twi- twice that they would meet each other in postseason uh you know law would intercept intercepted uh manning about five times so manning always wanted to go ahead and get an edge on the competition he went on weii and said um ty law said quote peyton would try to get you once you get over to the pro bowl you're on the same team peyton tried to get you drunk and then tried to dig in your brain what did you see? Why did you do this? He'd feed you these Mai Tais, then he'd butter you up and ask you, what did you see? And this and this and that. I was like, Peyton, I ain't falling for that S. <laughs> so, so Ty Law, as, as drunk as he would try to get him to try to get, you know, the truth serum in him, uh, Ty Law was not budging. It looks like he might have a pretty high tolerance for alcohol, apparently, because he would not fall for anything Peyton Manning was trying to, like, you know, to try to pour down his throat, literally. So that never worked with Ty Law. That's, that's actually a really interesting story. Who knows if uh, Peyton might clap back uh, and, and, 
you know, and uh, and debate that. But you know, I mean, these guys are both Hall of Famers in their own right, and uh, you know, and literally speaking. So who knows if he's going to go ahead and respond to what Ty Law said about him? In other sports news, it seems that Lamelo Ball and Jermaine Jackson uh, haven't really finalized the purchase of an NBL team, an Australian National Basketball League team, by the name of uh, Lawara Hawks. And the thing is that they went on ESPN. Uh, well, actually, Jermaine Jackson went on ESPN and said, quote, we own the team. It's a done deal. But the Hawks don't see it that way because they released a statement clarifying things saying, quote, the league can confirm LaMelo Ball and his management had discussions about being involved with the club while he was playing in the NBL last season. At this point, we are continuing to work with current license holder Simon Stratford uh, on a number of options for what we hope will be fruitful, will be a fruitful outcome for Lawara and the NBL. The NBL has final approval on any transfer of license and no application has been made to date. The NBL has no further comment at this stage. So, seems like uh, Jermaine Jackson is getting a little ahead of, ahead of himself by saying that they had purchased this team and it looks like that's not happening just yet. And who knows, maybe because he went ahead and, you know, you know, said what he said, they might not even be interested in, in doing any business with them. Sometimes teams get to be a little bit a little bit um, cagey when it comes to somebody all of a sudden uh, saying talking out of turn and this might be that that situation so who knows if they even will have a chance to purchase this team at this point because of what Jermaine Jackson said up next in video game news new Call of Duty uh, DLC comes out next week it's been confirmed I will talk a little bit more about that. But up next, here's Ian Thomas featuring Quest Cross. Money right here on the Xander Effect. Money comes and goes, but you will stay right here. Diamonds are beautiful, and we gon' shine that bright. Let me show you what is new hits, cause you deserve it, girl. Why we take it to the limit and give you a purpose, girl? I'ma change your life and you're gonna love it. Got a rack to the sky, but you're above it. You wanna run off this money, girl, money, girl. I'ma spend it on you, spend it on you. Come get this money, girl, money, girl. Cause it's waiting on you, waiting on you, yeah. Dollars on the flow, and you can live that life. Hundreds, plenty cold, don't gotta go nowhere. Let me show you what is new hits Cause you deserve it, girl Why we take it to the limit And give you a purpose, girl I'ma change your life and you're gonna love it Got a racks to the sky, but you're above it You wanna love this money, girl, money, girl 
I'ma spend it on you, spend it on you. Come get this money, girl, money, girl. Cause it's waiting on you, waiting on you, yeah. This money girl, greenbacks, I know you like Care Ross, we taking all Quest cross that big boss You ask like I get it done The Sandy and the Matt uh-huh. We're in Switzerland, off in Antwerp like that Where those diamonds are at My we hop flights, no risk If it's TSA, walk right through there Like who's this? Man, I'm global around That is international band We be counting up those pounds You be acting like That was Ian Thomas and Quest Cross money right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, we have a brand new Season 3 DLC coming at you for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and it's going to be an awesome DLC. By the looks of it, it um, Activision went ahead and posted on their, they tweeted actually at Call of Duty, a poster of Season 3, and uh, it's a pretty awesome poster actually. It's got like red smoke and everything uh, in in the background uh, with three characters. So we'll see what this uh, new uh, season three brings to us. Uh, right now, currently, there is it's double XP for weapons, uh, tiers uh, for the battle pass, and uh, also just uh, XP for, for uh, your character as well. So it's definitely uh, uh, the best time to be on Call of Duty multiplayer. You get a lot of XP. Just in case you haven't tiered up your your uh, your current battles pass for season two, you have time. You have the, you have until uh, well, actually until the new DLC comes out, which comes out next Tuesday. Uh, so you have until then to you know play a lot of Call of Duty. You know get that XP going. Try to see if you could get the Ghost character, uh, which is the top tier, and another character along with that. Uh, you got time for that. Also, another game that's doing uh, kind of a giveaway is uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Actually, right now they have uh, from now from all all of the month of April. Actually, uh, you'll be able to get. 500,000 in uh, GTA money uh, if you play, uh, you know, if you play online from, um, you know, this entire month. So you got an opportunity to do that. And uh, yeah, that, that's going to be, that, that's really cool for a lot of the players uh, that they're doing this for, especially right now in this quarantine time. So definitely go ahead and check that out. Thank you so much for listening to the Xander Effect. Remember to be safe out there. Remember to continue to trend the hashtag AW Movement. Giving thanks to all the essential workers that are putting their lives uh, and their health on the line. Again, be safe out there. Practice good hygiene. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. Live it up. B. Taylor, Florida.
The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc. BMG and Sony Music The Orchard in association with Art19 Media.